I came from a background with no business knowledge, no entrepreneurial experience, none of that. So everything I've done, I had sort of learned from scratch. It can be lonely. It can be confusing. It can get friggin' hard. Like it, it'll, it'll knock you down. It was almost for me like walking up a staircase and, and like I said, when I had to learn something new, it was like that thing I had to learn was a step in front of me that was lit up and it was the only thing I could see. And so you take that first step on the staircase and the next thing lights up. So for the first one for me was an ABN, the next one maybe registering the business name. And so each step you're taking, the next one's lighting up. And it's only when you get a certain way up that you can really look back and um, see how far you've come. Welcome to episode 132 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help teach you how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. Nightlife evokes thoughts of fun and entertainment. Unfortunately, sometimes nightlife fun can end badly. First aid isn't always on hand, ambulances don't always make it in time, and young people may not even call paramedics for fear of being judged or getting into trouble. Matthew D'Onofrio, a Forbes-listed 30 under 30 entrepreneur, is a trained nurse and St John's ambulance volunteer. Whilst volunteering, he recognised the gap at events and parties where timely first aid that is accessible to youth is needed. To fill this void, Matthew created Nightlife First Aid. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Matthew talks us through his journey from helping his friends at parties to overcoming abuse, building a business and saving lives. Matthew's development has inspired him to share his tips on learning, mental health and following your passion. This is Matthew's version of Be The Drop, recorded live at the Adelaide Podcast Festival. Considering starting your own podcast? At Narrative Marketing, we deliver a full range of podcast production options. Or if you'd like help getting started to produce your own content, I also deliver podcast training programs. Hit the link in the show notes for more information. Please welcome to the stage officially, Be The Drop! Hello, everybody, and welcome to our next episode of Be The Drop. Uh, my guest today is Matthew. Now, you're going to have to help me pronounce your last name. <laughs> D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> Give him a round of applause, everybody. I just bring it to him on, oh, I'd love to interview you on my podcast. How about live on stage in front of an audience? Okay, so Matthew, I asked my guest to bring in an item of significance and that's something that connects them with their story, what they do and their audience. So if you could tell us that story, Matthew. So I bought a bandage, but um, have you ever heard of the quote from Mark Twain, the two most important days of your life, uh, the day you're born and the day you find out why? Well, no, but what a great it's saying. A, well, there you go. It's a good quote. It's a good quote. So I, I joined St. John Ambulance for pretty personal reasons, but the first night I was there, all the training, everything we'd learned was about a bandage. And I didn't know anything before that point, but it all just really stuck in my head and you, you sort of couldn't get it out. Something in, in the medical sort of emergency services, paramedic field was, was what I was meant for. So it's a bandage. Right. <laughs> 
And we're going to expand a little bit on that story because you started volunteering in mm -hmm. St John's Ambulance, yep. but you then went on to start a business called Nightlife First Aid, <laughs> which is really quite an inspirational company. So can you tell us about that business? Yeah, I mean, so all in all, it's very simple. It's a first aid service, but more dedicated at creating safer parting environments. So that amongst youth, alcohol consumption, drugs, we just send the first aiders out to be on site at the parties. If anything goes wrong medically, we're there to help. So very simple, just like security, but um, more first aid training. It sort of eliminates the risk of having to wait 20 minutes for an ambulance or sometimes risking that they never arrive, which is maybe you're too low on triage. And um, especially when, when drugs and alcohol are involved and, and sort of what can happen from that. Mm. And so what was it? Why did you decide that youth needed this focused first aid? So I had that five years of training from St. John, but every event I went to, every party I went to, a young kid trying to have fun, I'd end up helping someone, someone who was sick, injured, in a bad situation. And um, it, happened, it happened a lot of times, but there was one time in particular where it, was, it just lined up properly and it was an uh, annual event. And so I was going to go to the next year, but this happened and I thought, well, why not just provide the service voluntarily? But at the end of that night, a couple of things happened. One being the host wouldn't let me leave without paying me. I was working nonstop. It was, it was ridiculous, crazy injuries. I treated um, hypothermia on that night at a party. Who would have thought? Um, and then about eight other people afterwards came asking for me to do their parties. And so I saw that sort of supply, uh, that demand, and I, I realised that I could supply, uh, supply it, and I was sort of the only person really willing to, and so I, I decided to take it on. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not super old yourself. <laughs> like, so, you know, does that make you really connected with the group that you're working with? Absolutely. That, that's a big benefit to what we do. So my first event, like official event with Nightlife, was actually my own formal after party. So instead of going with my friends, I provided the service. Um, and it felt good. I was, I was sort of lo looking after my friends. But, yeah, I think, I think being young and being able to connect with them it takes away that judgment that a lot of people have towards, you know, paramedics or security or police. We sort of remove that judgment because they can relate to us. And I think that's a, a real big benefit that we have. Mm. So it's been a pretty epic ride because I'm going to read this. Oh so Forbes has listed you as one of 30 under 30. Yep. That's a, well done. It well was, done. <laughs> Good work. It was definitely one of my biggest achievements and it definitely sort of kicked things up a notch with nightlife. I mean, um, Forbes are a pretty prestigious brand. To get in their list is phenomenal and, and you know, to be able to go on their website, search my name up and have a profile and everything is, is I know, amazing. I found it. <laughs> but I was also, something that I'm pretty proud of was I was the first and only South Australian to be in the list. But it's also something that now I'm, I'm working towards trying to actually get other South Australians to um, obviously do their great things or if they're already doing it, put themselves out there and actually try and get in Forbes as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well, congratulations. Thank you. That is a good achievement. Now, I do like to ask my guests to share a story. You've given us a few. Have you got some other story that you can share with us that's something that's really, you know, stood out for you or maybe it's a collections of learnings that you've had, you know, something you've learned along this journey in growing your business and helping others? I can't think of too many stories that are different because all the, the first dates of the stories are very similar. It's repetitive. Something happens, I help, and, and that's the end. There's been some pretty serious cases. But um, I think when it comes to learnings is um, something I don't share with people too often. This is probably the first time I've shared it publicly. Um, and Thank it, it, you. It, it, In front well, of an audience too. It is quite intense though. Um, but I've learned some of the most important lessons. It's, it's resilience, persistence, trust, sacrifice. So many amazing things. But... Um, 
a lot, something a lot of people don't know about me is I actually grew up through abuse. It's, it's just sort of, um, it's always there, and um, everything I do, is, it's always playing in the back of my mind, and there's always other things happening back at home and all of that, and so um, it makes things very difficult, but again, I'm trying to look at sort of the ways I can turn that into something positive and learn lessons from it, and, and like I said, resilience is, is such an important thing. Sacrifice, something that a lot of people don't understand, and even when they do, a lot of people aren't willing to sacrifice certain things to actually go after what they want. And um, to be able to learn that and then, and then be able to do it is it, something that I'm, I'm actually sort of grateful for. So I guess everything happens for a reason and then, yeah, that's why we learn. Oh, look, heart, and I know you don't want sympathy, but, <laughs> you know, going through abuse is, is not something that anyone should have to do. But I'm really, I'm so impressed that you have turned that around and that your attitude is you're going to take that to a positive. So the challenges are around people understanding entrepreneurship. Is that something you find difficult? I think that's definitely a big challenge. A lot of people don't understand it. And nowadays, you know, entrepreneurship, hustle, this and that, it's all seen as like buzzwords or um, associated with something negative. You know, oh, he's an entrepreneur who will try and scam you or talk you into something that you don't want to do. So, um, yeah, I think... I think in the future, a lot of it's going to be about bringing more understanding to the words that, that we commonly use in entrepreneurship. So, mm. yeah. Well, and in business, business is tough. Building business and yeah. going through that struggle. What has been the hardest bit about growing your business? Well, I guess for me, I came from a, a background with no business knowledge, no entrepreneurial experience, none of that. So everything I've done, I had to sort of learn from scratch. When I started, I didn't know what an ABN was. So it was really about um, sort of hearing about things, learning about them, researching if they're worth it or if I need them, implement them. If not, sort of move them on and, and keep going. So I guess that that sort of continual learning, I mean, for most people, they, they learn because they want to know new things. For me, it was a necessity to, to continue, like to take that next step forward, I had to learn something new. Um, and I guess another thing is, is coming from that background of, of no business or anything, there were a lot of things I didn't really know about. So funding, I didn't know about that. Um, for me, I always thought a successful business is not one that gets a great Series A fund and, and you know, they got a couple million dollars and this and that, but um, it was one that could support itself. So we've had to bootstrap Nightlife the whole way and um, I think that's, that's been a challenge, but it's been a really good challenge. I've actually enjoyed it because um, being able to build a sustainable business model that can make money, then put it back and, and continue to grow and do that and, and grow through that is, um, is an achievement to me. So. Right, it is an achievement. <laughs> I mean, there are so many businesses, startup businesses that yep. fail. So to be doing or, that. Or need and rely on funding. Yeah. So where did you go? If you, you know, if you've got new people that they want to start a business and, you know, you're starting from, I don't understand an ABN, where do you go? Where do you get, where were some, some of the key places that you found information? Honestly, the, the one thing that comes to mind that really kicked off my sort of entrepreneurial career was um, South Start 2016. I won a, a free access part, pass to like all of Entrepreneur, Entrepreneurs Week and South Start was part of that and it was, it was phenomenal. I saw someone who I, um, I was connected to about 10 years before and they connected me to someone else and this and that. Mentors came my way through that. People sort of enjoyed what I was doing and wanted to know more. Many wanted to mentor me and, and help out how they could and, and that really kicked things off. It showed me how much is actually available in what I used to think was Little Old Adelaide. So, um, yeah, it was, it was South Start 2016 was, was definitely the highlight of, of um, what I'm doing now and definitely what kicked it off.
Mm, and there is some really great networks and connections yeah. within. I mean, I went through the mega program, which was associated okay. with South Start, but it doesn't exist anymore. So I think it's now Moonshine Lab. Yeah. Um, so they, it was Majoran then. So there's been different iterations of the same sorts of services, but such a fantastic support network of Absolutely. people. So Be The Drop is based on a quote that I really love, a waterfall begins with one drop, um, and look what comes from there. So it's all about these people that have a passion and have drive, but then they bring other people along to help, you know, build that journey. For you, I mean, you mentioned a Mark Twain quote at the beginning. Yep. Is there any other sorts of quotes that you think really resonate with you? And, and there's a lot of quotes that I relate to, but I think one that I love is, um, I think everyone's heard it, it's Albert Einstein, it's if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its life thinking it's stupid. And it's because, I, you know, I was never the best in school and, and to be honest, it didn't really bother me, but um, I just think it's a, it's a really powerful quote because people rely on school so much these days, you know, they, they let it decide their future jobs, they let it decide how they feel about themselves, they let it decide the way they interact with other people and it's, it, they shouldn't, I mean, school's great and it's great for certain things, but you can't let something like school decide every little thing about your life because one day or another something is going to go wrong in school and what you just you know stop living like i mean you got to you got to be able to get past that and, and know that school's not everything it used to be you know you go through school you go through uni you come out with a job it, it doesn't happen anymore i'm very closely associated with the foundation for young australians and they do a whole study on this called the new work order if, if anyone hasn't heard of that you should go check it out and i think it describes it after university on average a student has to wait four and a half years to actually get into the field they studied for, which is, is a long time. And then you've got to start paying off the debt and doing all this stuff. In my opinion, uh, a lot of things you can do without university and without that higher education, but obviously when it comes to things like being a surgeon and, and um, you know engineers, maybe architects, they might need university. But when it comes to things like um, marketing, sales, this and that, um, there's these fields are becoming more popular, especially, you know, entrepreneurship as well, and the things that sort of come with entrepreneurship. You can learn that yourself, and you learn a lot more through experience than you do through reading a book. So. Yeah. Now, before we get the wrap-up, because I'm seeing Liam walking around, <laughs> and talking about being busy, though, you're also on the board of, is it I Am Worthwhile? I'm worth more. So I do worth a lot of more, other things, sorry. you know, I guess around the personal brand where it comes from, you know, public speaking. I do a bit of mentoring to help sort of troubled youth, um, I guess, build the professionalism, you know, make, get a resume, get, you know, at minimum an entry level job. Um, but yeah, I'm on, on the I'm board director on I'm Worth More. So it's a fantastic up and coming mental health organization. I just got charity status a couple months ago and um, just the founder is, is such a, a passionate guy about mental health he's gone through his own sort of lived experience and he's just I think when you talk about passion if there is one person I had to choose when it when it sort of came to displaying passion it's him it's it's him hands down mm. and so for you what does it add to you like why are you associated with that organization I guess I've had my own sort of lived experience with mental health as, as everybody does you know at some point in their life but not only that I know how many people are affected by it and and it's it's such a big issue in today's society and if I can play my little part in, in trying to fix that one as well, um, then I'm more than happy to. And, and, and yeah. Yeah, Well, it's good. So definitely check out that as well. I'm yeah, worth absolutely. more. Yes. <laughs> I got it wrong the first time. I think it's I am worth more dot today. Okay, so, yeah. good. So we, I'm getting the, the wrap up. We are going to finish. <laughs> so in conclusion, though, I... 
I ask my guests to share their be the drop tip. So that's the top tip Ooh. for communicating with influence. If you had to give an advice about how to create a waterfall, basically, you know, how you can get people to come along and share your passion, what advice would you say? One thing I've had to learn um, through something I've done recently is that if you're nervous, it means you're doing something great. If, like, if you are really passionate about what you do, you've probably told a million people, you said the exact same th thing a million times. So whether it be a podcast, radio, article, you know, publisher, or you're talking to just a random person on the street, you know what you're talking about. It's your passion. It's what you've been doing. You've said it a million times. Just be confident and say it. You don't have this made-up script in your head. Just say what you've always said. Say what comes to mind and um, have confidence in what you're doing. So that, that's probably the best bit of advice I can give. Um, I, it, it takes time and it takes practice, but um, nothing good comes easy. So. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Matthew. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly, with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. <laughs>